Hey, um, thanks for downloading this nonsense or listening to it online or however you've accessed it. I hope you and your loved ones are well. Um, uh, hopefully um, you are not spending too much of your time staring at your screens or sitting at your desks and, and you're getting out and about and giving yourself some, some time and space to have a, have a ponder on a thing and maybe you're even listening to this while you're doing it. So I apologise straight away for interrupting your, your peaceful time. Um, this uh, edition is with a friend and colleague, Jamie Helmer, who is a brand and creative, uh, kind of pretty senior guy who's worked across lots of different brands and, was, and a few different agencies. And we we currently work together um, at Key Digital, the, one of my clients, the agency in Dorchester. Um, so I thought I'd get Jamie on to, to talk about the creative process, brand and digital agencies. And um, as with all the chats I have with all my friends on this podcast, um, we go from lots of different angles, so I'll keep it. I'll keep this introduction nice and short. I'll come back at the end and with just a little little summary and, and also a few little heads ups on some bits and bobs that are going on and maybe some stuff I've been looking at and reading and that. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy the, uh, the this edition of the podcast. Cheers. Okay, so we are off and running now. That's good. So we are here in a small room, sitting opposite each other, like. Negotiate podcasting professionals. <laughs> I've never been negotiators. Called. Podcasting negotiators. Podcasting bell ends. Maybe I, maybe I should have called it the uh, bellcast. <laughs> that might be better. Yeah, bellcast. There you go. Note to self. Back to back nonsense is now bellcast. Um, yeah. So um, we are going to have a chat about creativity right because yeah. that's what you're about yeah. Jamie. you better introduce yourself first i would have done a little bit at the beginning um but i haven't done one of these for ages so proper one for ages can't remember how they go well i kind of do we just chat and talk bollocks but everyone's got a podcast now right but i haven't mm, you need one can i come on your i'm on podcast? yours i'm on yours i don't i don't i don't want me um go on in who are you and what do you do i'm jamie homer mm-hmm. and i am um, how will I say this? Yes, you see, what are you? Because I don't know what I am. On my LinkedIn profile, it says something like strategy and stuff. Yeah. What, what, I will what? say creative for hire. And I, I like that. I, I work in various places for various um, clients, my main role being uh, with Key Digital in Dorchester. Which is where we are, which is... This is where we are. One of my clients as in well. In the room where the magic happens. Yes, hashtag. Hashtag. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so, you know, everyone has a different thing that they want to achieve with some, some creative attached to that, whether that's the strategy, whether that is just a, a visual of something, whether it is um, their messaging or their brand positioning or how they can go about bringing more loyalty to their brand. Um, and so yeah, I, 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 I work across all sorts of things like that, on and offline. And I've worked with you before, haven't I? We've known We've each other a while. We've worked together for a while, yes. Uh, Seems like ever. Six years. <laughs> Seems a lot longer than that, but then as you get into your 40s, everything tends to seem like yesterday really. Oh, I'm new to all that noise. Okay. <laughs> That's the first fucking black mark. And we, speak, we sit here and speak before Thursday of this week, the 27th. Yeah. We are going to have another unlock here at Key. And I think some of the guys who listen to this have been to some of them. So 
really it's just about raising the profile of what's going on in this part of Dorset because mm. <laughs> what do they call it the Bournemouth Mafia um, yeah is a bit too mafio mafioso it's disappeared into its own black hole really hasn't it and uh, nice one. that's not the word you normally use right? <laughs> <laughs> well the, the, unfortunately or fortunately whichever way you want want to view it you know this this part of the county is is, is exactly that it's part of the same county and uh, um, it just sort of tends to gravitate in a, in a different direction when it moves out of the county whereas yeah. uh, it, it's like hawks and um, vultures all fighting for the same thing um, over in the Bournemouth area and a lot of very similar things happening. There's a load of guys when I get on the train to Bournemouth I see, I must see seven or eight guys, really top quality devs and creatives, just getting on the train, disappearing to Bournemouth. Now, we can't compete with the wages and, mm. in some cases, the size of the businesses over there, but I, I, I think, speaking to them, I think there's a, there's a desire and willingness to, maybe it's an age thing, to travel less <laughs> and, and do some good stuff over here. But Do good work where they you know, more locally to where they are. Yeah, why they want to live here. Yeah. Why they live here. Why do you live in this part of the county? Exactly. You live in this part of the county because it's beautiful. Exactly. It's uh, inspirational you, as well. You spend, spend more time at work somewhere else than yeah. you do in your own home. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a kind of, it, it, it's kind of a bit of mis misleading really to always want to hike to somewhere. I mean, almost not far not the in the, the world, grand concept it? of uh, uh, commuting at all, is it? But, um, there is a desire amongst people to not, even if it's an hour, an hour and a half, there's definitely, yeah. a, you, you notice a bit of a resistance. Anyway, enough. Mm. Um, creative for hire. So I suppose I'm a bit the same without the creative bit, although you always say everyone's creative. Um, there's definitely, if you look at the agency market, right, which is where we're from, in, in effect, there's a definite sea change or a slight tidal change in the way agencies are positioning themselves. For yeah. example, I showed you a video, didn't I, earlier yeah. today, which some of the people listening to this will know two, about. Two videos. Two videos, which, which basically um, ripped off agencies taking themselves too seriously. Mm. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. Loved it. I thought, excellent. What do you think? So let's think back to the type of agencies you mean you've worked at and you've worked for and I've worked at. Mm. What do you think the future of those of, of let's let's call them digital agencies, right? Yeah. Now I know there's no in a, there's never been a, a thing called a digital agency, but where where do you think what do you think the future for them looks like over the next two or three years? Specifically, I suppose in the south and the southwest. Yeah. But more broadly, the regional kind of things. I know this is putting you on the spot, but I think it's most people listening to this podcast have are either in an agency, own an agency, yeah. or work with an agency. So. The future for them, I'm not sure, because they go through phases of, we want to be this. Mm. We are a one-stop shop. We are mm. a multimedia agency. Mm. Hey, you mm. know, and it's always a buzzword. And what they are offering hasn't dramatically changed from one year to the next. Some mm. places do st stop this and start that and, mm. and, and, offer, and, and come up with a completely different offering. At the moment, it seems very popular, and that is given, I suppose, a boom in technology and what it can, what it, what it could be used for. Um, it's very popular to be a tech agency at the moment. Mm. So whether that's tech for good, whether it's design for tech, whether it's 
just being a tech agency all of a sudden instead of a design agency or creative agency mm -hmm. the, the previous week. Mm -hmm. um, what will happen to those agencies, I don't know. I think um, they may evolve into what I would consider to be more of a tech agency where they are uh, looking into the hardware of things. So specialists, so yeah, so kind of specialist voice agencies or specialist yeah. AI. Yeah. Do you think there's the capability of people to do that in this neck of the woods? Because I, I, I um, struggle personally to see. Um, it's kind of like the emperor's new clothes. What yeah. what I tend to see is agencies saying, "Oh, we're this this week." Yeah. I know we're this. Yeah. And, and you know this. I'm delighted to say the people that I have worked with, with some exceptions, and who I work with now, are very focused over what they yeah, are and yeah. what they're good at. Um, but also pushing themselves in terms of doing products, for example, or broadening yeah. their skills. That was another thing that was very popular, give it sort yeah. of a year and a half ago. Yeah. We're product agency. Yeah. What's, what do you mean a product yeah. agency? Well, app design. Yeah. Yeah. yeah essentially. Yeah. Um, and you know it's all well and good and nice moving on from the product thing but thinking of some of these videos you showed me yeah i think it's very nice to uh be involved in the process of some of the things um that that you do yeah. but it's also important to remember your place in that do you think we take ourselves too seriously yeah. as agencies yeah. yeah yeah um you know if, if i was the designer of an app that um was helping to combat uh, uh, something addiction. Some, some, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure I I would be able to put my hand on my heart and say I help combat addiction. I get my place in the chain of things that are doing that. Yeah. But to my mind, the front line of those people that sit there and help with the person with an and addiction. Pick up the phone or sit next to Pick up a phone yeah. or sit there or are there or their uh, partner from AA or whatever yeah. it might be, they are the people combating the addiction yeah. or help not combating the addiction, no, 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 but, but helping, people, helping people recover from that and get through that. Um, whereas me, I've just applied some design, design principles yeah, or some creativity or helped it gain some exposure and people to understand how it can help. See, that's it really interesting, right? It's funny you say that digressing a wee bit like these things often do. If you look at, think about people matter, so mm. we're developing a product and an app that will enable people to identify signs in themselves of burnout and stress. Ethically, morally, um, and, and capability-wise, I think the guys we've got involved in the business are all coming from the same page. You know, so me and Ian yeah. and Charlton and Brian and I mean Nigel were all, and Anora, who's, who's designer, we're all kind of yep we get it but but i don't think we're under any illusions that addressing stress and anxiety in oneself is for oneself mm. to deal with it all we can do is give them the tools yeah we wouldn't we wouldn't suggest for one second that we were solving the problem mm. we're just raising their own self-awareness of it giving people the tools to help yeah themselves as far as is possible and it, it is like it's eating itself. The agency market yeah. has it. There's a there's a there's a friend of mine, and he, he uh, I'll, I'll name check him, Dan Smith at Fireworks in oh, Bournemouth. Yeah. I've known Dan for years, and I've always admired him from a creative and kind of straight talking point of view because he he always says, he's, and I say this to him every time I speak to him. Um, he said to me, "I didn't go to art college to become a millionaire." None right? of us did. <laughs> 
and that print that has stayed with me. Mm. You know, every time I meet him, I look at his work. He, he's just there to do something that's beautiful and engaging, and that, that's an overused word, engaging. But he's beautiful and, and, and makes somebody feel an emotion. Yeah. Whatever that emotion is, you feel. Yeah. Is that is that what you try and do? You want people to. That's yeah. Feel. For me, that's one of the the few remaining positive ways of. Of, of acting in the design space and the creativity space for me personally whether that's right or wrong is another thing but the ev so much is tied to because um, uh, you know you go back when I started sort of 20 years ago design was design and that was that people yeah. wanted a new website they didn't want to look into X Y and Z and I understand that it needs to be uh, to return the investment of, of, of having yeah. gone through the exercise but there's so much that is all about um, okay, minimum amount of clicks, uh, make it as easy as possible, yeah. or uh, you know, just spoon feed people the journey. So everything is all the same. It's very sure. homogenous now. Yeah. yeah. And um, how do you deal with that as a creative? Because it's become the internet's become sorry to interrupt transa right. transactional. Yes. Right? Yeah, so yeah, how exactly. as a creative? I asked Andy this, Andy Wilson, this a while ago, and he, he was talking about it, it was a challenge. Mm. But how, how do you how do you maintain your creative integrity and space in your mind to be creative with this desire for products and websites yeah. to be tr transactional, frictionless, all that? How do you how do you balance that out in your own head? I think it's it's two things, isn't it? Because the website is a product or a tool that has to do those Something. sorts of things. It has to help someone transact in some way, or be the shop window, or mm. sell the product, or whatever it might be, offer the service. I like to talk to clients on a on a level where they can um, understand and appreciate and want to involve that emotional level as well, mm. so that we can get brand value through into there as well. Mm. So whether that's messaging through the page, whether that's being involved more earlier on in, in the creative process and being able to start to define the proposition of that 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 business or service or whatever it is. Um, far earlier in the process because sometimes that can affect um, those stakeholders view mm. and opinion on how how can I say it how concise that process later on those transactions might need to be yeah. or you know if you're creating a hyper friendly brand tone of voice yeah. and then you steer them down a very um, minimal uh, clean formulaic pocketed transaction later yeah. on that transaction by the way that it's performed and the way that you go through it and the way that it's presented itself isn't then in line with the brand no which was a much more friendly approach let's sure. say and a, and a more caring arm around you perhaps and so I, I try and keep the two things if if you're involved earlier on in the project yeah you, you can infuse some of that energy and, and emotion if you like um into the whatever it might be the company the product the brand isn't that can't that be a juxtaposition sometimes so what would you do if a client comes to you and says okay this is what we want from our website right so we want this to be transactional mm -hmm. you know which, which 90 percent of customers do we want people to find yeah, the information yeah. as quickly as possible and, and how do you how do you balance that with the need and then they say but our brand's all about caring and our brand's all about creating a one-on-one -on -one emotional connection with a user how do you how do you 
do you kind of go right well actually they're two separate things the website's transactional your brand is something different or is there a way that you look to go okay well let's try and through imagery through layout through little visual moments of delight for yeah, want of a better yeah, word yeah, yeah. you kind of what, what what's your because you've just worked on one here yeah which i think is an is, is a great you know i think that palmer's piece of work and oh, there's yeah. a lot more coming out of that hopefully mm. but that was to me okay that's that's a functional site but there's also little moments but how would you take that challenge of get I, people through this as quickly as possible yeah. but create some loyalty off the back of it well i think for me it would be around exploring the brand first of all yeah and working out how that can influence that stage of it that transactional stage of it because you can still go through a transaction and it can still be efficient and get everything done that it needs to mm. um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a robotic mm. process mm. so for the person that has those kind of we want this we want an efficient process at the end efficiency doesn't necessarily need to mean uh, left foot right foot left foot march 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 you know so um, there are ways to do that there's a ton of ways to do that visually of course but there are also ways to go through the process um, we're looking at something at the minute where there's quite a, um, a, a drawn out booking process as a part of that so instead of uh, going through that in, in big chunks and theirs is a friendly brand hmm. it's not uh, where someone like Headspace started let's say hmm. which was a lovely friendly brand hmm. Um, but we're going to break that down that, those steps of that mm. process because when someone's in that buying loop of something like that they're mm. not going to turn off because you said this is step one of three mm -hmm. um, so you can chunk down that information so that you're giving you know, a couple of bits of information each time instead of having a great big long uh, form to fill out which by the end of you, you kind of feel exhausted um, we'll, we'll put in there We'll show people that they're making progress. We'll say this is step one of three. We'll put a little percentage thingy in there. So all these little devices help people feel like they're still in contact with what they're actually trying to do mm. rather than you're somewhere in the process mm. of something that you've got no concept on. Do you think, okay, do you think a brand, as in, do you think a brand is important in people's minds as it always was with this with this kind of sameness this you know let's you know amazon mm. right mm -hmm. they are in a way the way they are going about their business they are devaluing brands probably purposely but through the fact that they're going um yeah you can reach more people mm. easier quicker on our website and actually yeah the brand name and you know unless you're Oh, yeah, they're, it's the they're, age they're, of... just, they're just about selling, aren't they, really? We, we'll get your product in front of more people, but we'll take a bigger margin, and then, you know, you don't get to go Break on the down. company website. Well, you might go on that, that company's website, you mm. might explore them, you might love their brand, but ultimately you'll price check it against Amazon. Yeah, so is, is, I suppose a much simpler way, that's a very good point, is the day of the big brand over? Uh, big brand Apple and Amazon big brand? Big or brands, as we used to know as we were growing up. They're the big. They're they're sort of turning they're their the big, hat big to brands. It now with their few pro Amazon with their few products, yeah. and their uh, voice stuff. Some of the advertising around it's not bad. You know, it's quite nice. Some of the mm. some of the positioning that they're trying to take on that sort of stuff. But they've been products first, and then yeah. the brands come later. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. my perception. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas that's true. historically, yeah, you start with the brand, but they've gone. 
fuck the brand. Yeah. We're going to flood the market. We're selling this. With the technology, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. And then we'll sort the brand out. Well, the other one that's done this is Weatherspoon. I know, yeah, they're, offli- I know yeah. they're offline, but they've, to my mind, Amazon and Weatherspoon has both did the same sort of thing. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> you don't, you know, so many people don't look anywhere apart from Amazon because it was yeah. always cheaper than everywhere else. Yeah. I look at a lot of books. You look on Waterstone's website, you'll find most of those books are the same price, if not cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Weatherspoons did the same thing. Yeah. Everyone just goes there by default now. Because they think cheap it's cheap. food. Yeah. Go and look at the price of your next food bill for two people, and you can go to a lot of places for exactly the same price. Yeah. But they've done that thing, like you say, product first yeah. for a very bloody long time. Yeah. And um, it's become a, a no, no-brainer in everyone's mind yeah. where actually I know things creep up in price. Yeah. But those propositions aren't there anymore no. of, you know, being the cheapest. Yeah. Or, well, both of them, I suppose, were, yeah. were, were what was used. And it's really interesting that you look at Weatherspoons, for instance, they've turned all their social off. They have. Don't need it, that's why. No. Doesn't, no, I admire matter. that. I do admire that. I think that's a, that, that shows, yeah. instead of showing a naive company, I think that shows a company that understands its customers yeah. much better than, you know, you know, you see some of these companies on social and you think, why are you doing Toi- that? Toilet rolls? Yeah. <laughs> do I do I want to follow a toilet roll on Twitter? Yeah. So forgive the pun. Who gives a shit? Very good. Make a note of that. <laughs> Tick. Add to basket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you're right. But then, I mean, you... you You've you've got the you've got the brands that put out legitimate information that you need. You've got the service channels, for instance, on there. Um, you've got the customer support channels and things like that. Uh, news channels. These are these these are these are brands and companies giving out important information, if you like. Um, then you've got the the vast sea of people that have got a social you know or brands and companies that have got a social channel because they think they should have a social channel they haven't got really much worth saying on there mm. i can't think of any brands or products that i regularly buy whether it's clothes whether it's stuff for the house whatever it might be not even your gimp masks no uh no i do follow that um hot and rubber <laughs> um yeah um can't think of any brands of things that I purchase that I follow on Twitter because no. I'm not interested in. No, I'm, I'm quite similar with that. That yeah. sort, of, you know, because you trust the brand and, yeah, and, and right. you've engaged in them in a creative way. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. And then you've got the people, to my mind, who are doing things really well on social, and that is, and I think you like them as well, Moon Pie. Yeah, they're not doing anything other than being bloody entertaining. Yeah. And spec savers are kind of going yeah. down that route yeah, as well. Yeah. They're invading other people's conversations. I saw a tweet uh, a couple of weeks ago where um, I, can't, I can't remember the precise details of it, but somebody had tweeted, uh, a restaurant had tweeted, and it said to the couple who were mistakenly given uh, whatever it was, four thousand four thousand pound yeah. bottle of wine. Yeah. Um, we hope you enjoyed your evening. Don't feel bad. We don't want the money back. Hmm. Enjoy. To the member of staff that did it, don't worry. We make mistakes. And that was the tweet. And that in itself was quite a nice hmm. tweet. Specsavers <laughs> invaded the conversation and said, you know our feelings on this. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, yeah. that's that's how you that's can That's creativity, yourself. isn't it, as well? And they're just yeah. perpetuate. They, they've now got like an ear... Their, their, um, their strapline, their messaging, should have gone to Specsavers, is now... Embedded in I our hate, heads. I hate the, the phrase, but like an earworm, like a tune that you yeah, can't yeah, forget. Yeah. Because yeah. 
everyone knows what their viewpoint is. Yeah. Should have gone to bloody Specsavers, yeah, then, yeah, shouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. And and that to me is where brands are kind of getting it right. And I think, mm, do you know what? I will go back for the eye test that I've been putting off for five years because I like what you've done there. Because humour is great. It's a great one for keeping people interested and active with what you're doing. I think. See, and and we started off talking about agencies, and we've the future of agencies in terms of the creative aspect. Mm. My view on Specsavers and on Moonpie is that they are not run by agencies. They are internal. That's my belief, right? Yeah. And uh, because agencies wouldn't think that fast. It's too immediate, isn't it's it? It's too immediate. It's you, almost too tone, too in character for and, an agency to And you'd be to terrified of going through your account manager or your account executive yeah. or your account director. Yeah. So with that in mind then, there is a propensity of... You know, of, of, of you know, we're on that cycle, right? Mm. We are now at the point in the cycle where companies are bringing talent in house. Yeah. Creative talent. Do you think you can be, you know, the opposite of what we've just said? So we've said, okay, they've been really creative in being able to jump in that conversation really quick. But do you think, on the whole, you can truly be creative from a brand, from a um, a design point of view when you're working in, in a in an internal team do you think because hmm. you've I had a bit of both but mainly agency I, but i think yes but kind of not quite yet hmm. as people expecting the uh eating off of a roof tile and coming in with no socks hmm. sort of creative hmm. i'm doing air quotes by the way hmm. creative way of dressing and looking mm. uh, in an agency you can't do that in the RNLI they expect no. you to turn up smart for work mm. but they uh, really they, we know somebody who works for them I can't imagine him ever being bloody loads of people it's crazy isn't it um, and um, cleaver in a suit cleavage yeah um, but the work that they want from you and encourage and, 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 and you know what they actually want out of you is that creativity mm. so they're not trying to stifle that at all but it's just a different environment for it. But I do think as time uh, kind of goes on, that it will be it will be the big brands in house agencies that will be the ones winning all the awards, the awards ceremonies and That's things like point. that. And I don't necessarily, you know, my views on uh, awards aside, um, <laughs> I, I think that that will be the marker that everyone is looking at to go, ooh, brands are winning at DNAD more than yeah. Oh, this was the, the agency agencies. that did that ad for that uh, brand. Yeah. Um, and so I do think that, 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 that it will ultimately go like that because I know so many creatives that have been working for a long time in the space, mainly agency side, and they've kind of reached their saturation point and want to go in-house. House. So how do agencies respond to that? Do they, do they start taking more risks? Do they take less risks and become more subservient? What... Do they, did it become partners? I don't know, because they've got the ability to offer their, uh, you know, prospective talent and existing talent. Um, they can offer that freedom of creativity, sure. which, which I think perhaps in-house teams uh, can do in a more controlled way and yeah. be much more free um, in time. What agencies I think are possibly better at now than in-house teams is all other areas of creative life air quotes again um that 
that a lot of the creative professionals come to expect, which is you've got equipment that means that you don't need to be in a particular place sure. to be able to interface with somebody. Sure. And you'll find that a lot of agencies, digital or otherwise, are more encouraging of that mm. way of working, whether it's remote permanently, whether it's remote um, uh, occasionally or, or um, you know, weekly or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, and those sorts of things, um, I think that, that currently the creative agencies have a bit more control over those sorts of aspects which people find desirable mm. at the moment, mm. I think. Um, I think uh, earlier on when you said what do you think is the future of these agencies mm. that we're saying are, are, are specialising mm. in certain things or I've turned, turned the corner today and got out of there with different pyjamas on. Mm. Um, and. I did think at the time when when you said that I think not not in 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 their entirety but you're going to probably see some of these places being purchased mm. um, because they're going to they're they're going to specialise with a couple of clients a couple of big clients they're yeah. going to they're going to get more in bed with the the ones that are working in both ways so yeah. it's symbiotic I do know big words too. And See, I've, well, you kind of know big words because you well, kind yeah, of pause now because your brain's going yeah, fucking really, hell. That was a big word. I was like, <laughs> everyone going to look that up, and now I've forgotten what it means. Um, but it, it, it's got to work for both of them. But I do it for for agency and and yeah. client. Yeah. But I do think that some of those bigger brands are probably going to say, well, we like what you do, and you can do this in a more agile way than we can because mm. we are a big brand. But we are actually able to offer this end of creativity yeah. um, uh, that only being internal to the brand because us, the yeah. levels of uh, uh, hoop jumping, red tape and approval and things that you need to do in your agency, we just go, yeah, this guy, Barry on the roof does that. Yeah. Um, so I do think there's going to be some, some of that happening, I think. Oliver an interesting model. So they put teams into organisations. So Oliver go, yeah. here's a team, they're going to sit with you whether that's virtually or whatever, yeah, yeah. they're going to sit with you for a period of time on your project or on a retainer, and that's quite interesting. But they've got the scale to do it, yeah, obviously. Yeah. They don't have. Uh, and I think it's interesting from smaller agencies and specialists. I think yeah. you're right. I think if they get their proposition right, yeah, there's every opportunity that their exit strategies won't be being bought out by another agency. It will be yeah. you're being bought out by a client, by a client, yeah, because you're a specialist. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that is absolutely something that's always, I mean, when we had our, you know, when I was with the guys at um, IA, um, you know, we had loads of ideas about how we were going to, what we were going to do, how we were going to get out. And we were very lucky. We had big clients. You know, we took some mm. big clients from the software house where we worked. And looking back, the, the opportunity for us to specialise hard for a couple of years absolutely started things off mm. and then we diversified into becoming a full service agency and yeah. i do wonder talking about it now i do wonder whether if we go no, okay we're just going to specialize on one aspect of that yeah whether our clients big clients would have gone okay yeah good we like that uh, okay well we've got our own mark digital marketing teams our own social guys we've got our own um techies but if you just focus on one of those things, we might have yeah. picked you up and put you in, which might have been a different... And so this is the other scenario. future in the multiverse of agency life, yeah. is that don't know what's next around the corner. If you think yeah. of some people that sort of reinvented themselves really quite quickly, um, based around things like voice tech, um, 
relatively recently. Mm -hmm. um, I think perhaps, in my opinion, they did that at the right time mm. to, to be able to be good at that. Mm. Um, I don't know what's next around the corner of <clears throat> whatever the next tech leap will be. Mm. Um, I think voice will be with us for a while because of the, all the other things that you can achieve because of it. Yeah, I think there's so many, it's a good point, I think there's so many variables. Mm. With the screen, you can't, you're not totally limited, but there's a, there's a natural physical limitation over what you can do yeah. with a screen. With voice, well, it's two, it's two sensory areas. It's your voice and your ears. Yeah. And, and that, that could open up all different. So you might find some agencies leap towards whatever comes yeah. next. But I think that, that that's, in my uninformed opinion, yeah. is like 10 years down the line. Sure. Whereas I think you, you'll find brands buying agencies far closer than that. Than that yeah. yeah. Last question-ish. <laughs> So a young creative, what, what kind of advice would you give them in terms of, um, we were talking about earlier, right? <laughs> say, say a fresh-faced young creative that wasn't being battered at the open days. <laughs> um, not by me. Not by you. No, no, no. No, by Justin. Um, yeah, say the name's Justin Barrow. <laughs> um, what, what advice would you give them in terms of career opportunities location right because there, there is there is a there is yeah, a trend to yeah that. you know you got there you got to go to london or you got to go to bristol even yeah. more so now so what what, so, what would you say well to that's them? really interesting because going to london has been something i've always actively not wanted to do um <laughs> You've I, actively avoided I, it. I, i'm not a big fan of london as a place um i know it's not a popular opinion um, london but i thought even 20 years ago i thought overcrowded too much competition um, why can't there be something down here that's mm. suitable? Mm. Um, speaking to some of the course leaders um, at AUB recently, and they were saying this year, and that was effectively two weeks ago, uh, they were saying that um, their graduating year this year, far more students are staying in the area mm. than leaving mm. to either return home or to migrate to London. They're staying in Bournemouth which I found really interesting. So I believe that there'll be like a new wave of genuine good talent. Uh, I would say that those guys need to, at the same time, not come out of, um, uh, of an institution feeling over entitled, like I think is, is easy to fall into that trap. Um, That's a very nice way of saying want too much money. Yeah, but I think they also need to bear in mind that, that you know, they're, they're they're quite skilled people, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so they, they they deserve recognition of that. So I think I would say get yourself a job with people where you aren't afraid. As we said earlier, I hate this fail, fail fast. Mm. I don't mean that, but I do mean not being uh, in an environment where you're fearful of people telling you that your ideas are daft or silly or something like this, and therefore you don't put forward what you think is the most creative thing. Mm. Um, because you can always adapt something or pivot, as they like to say, um, and, and move it in a slightly different direction. So, it will, mm. what will keep them fresh and relevant for longer yeah. is is a bit of a bit of fearlessness, I think. Working for themselves, I would suggest. I know it's hard, but if you think about the agencies, I get your point. When you think about some of the agencies I've worked in. 
A, because of commercial necessity, mm. right? B, because some agencies have narcissists running account teams. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and, and people who are terrified running account yeah, yeah. teams. Um, where, despite appearances, creativity is kind of frowned upon. No, 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 just do what you're told. Yeah, yeah. Get it done. Back in your box, you. Back in your box. So do you think there's opportunities for young creatives? It's hard, isn't it? But to be a creative for hire for a period when they first... Um, or, or I wouldn't have wanted to do very what hard. I do now then. No. When I came out of uh, university, no way. I think there is so much that you... You know, people can pick my words apart if they wish. I think there's so much Welcome you to need world. to learn from an environment. Yeah. And my advice is... is all, has always been and is probably really frowned upon and unpopular is that all designers should be freelancers as well yeah because they should that will give that you know we all know the role of x y and z person in whichever agency that we do or don't like um but if you engage in that sort of activity you get a better understanding of all parts of the process you get a better understanding of the accounts guy who's yeah. always bending your ear to do this, that and the other, to deliver on promises they've made. Yeah. Well, if you're the one making all those promises and then you find you can't deliver against them, well, you'll soon learn to adjust one side yeah. of that and appreciate that guy's struggles yeah. when he's at work and you're being a dick to him yeah. or, or he's being a dick to you and you can't see why, yeah. you start to understand it more broadly. And that's why I think working in an agency gives you that access and exposure to all those different roles which yeah. you need to understand your place within um, freelancing if you like however you want to call it or creative for hire or, um, that gives you your exposure to actually some of their stuff because you'll be coming up with a price and saying what you'll deliver for that and if you over deliver it so or under deliver or whatever and the mistakes are all yours to make or not make I want to continue this conversation. We're going to do. You're going to be the first person for which we're going to do another episode. Oof. Because what I want to talk about, I think with you, is taking that forward. Then it can be quite a stressful and unnerving time for young. Any anyone young creative developer. Definitely. To be into that environment, but be aware enough to go. No, this is a learning. This isn't the be all and end all. Yeah, my yeah, life. yeah. This is a learning exercise, so I want to kind of explore that. So we are going to do another one. Cool. It's been 40 minutes. Bonza. Quiet. Take this as a prediction before you turn that thing off. Yes, go on. Amazon are going to be an arms company. Yes. Whatever. Facebook will be a bank. Oh, well, the Libra thing, yeah, fair enough. Ah, oh, well. No, I think okay. they will. We'll talk about that in our next one. So Amazon are going to be an arms company. Yeah. Okay, if they're not already. Well, yeah, but what I mean is... You come back in, we'll all be dead by then. And everyone will go, do you remember, you know, BC? Yeah. Amazon used to sell books and stuff online as you're firing a bullet at a different sun in a different yeah, solar yeah, system yeah. made by Amazon. Yeah, yeah that, you know, I think that, that will be their, their, their pride and joy. This is what we do now. Um, I still like buying from them, you know. That wasn't meant as a criticism, that's just my, it's all right. no, that's just no, my no, Nostradamus. As far as I know, Bezos doesn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> if he does, fuck <laughs> me. Right, thank you, that's okay. mate. And um, yeah, this is episode one Pleasure. of R2. We're going to do another one soon. Cool. Okay, lovely. Hey, um, I hope you enjoyed that. 
Jamie, thank you as ever for your involvement, your support and your, your friendship. Um, there'll be a part two coming along pretty soon. So I hope, hope you enjoyed the, the chat we had. Um, book, have a, have, have a check, check out a book, The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. It's a huge tome. Um, it will change your professional and personal use of technology. Um, I'll say no more, just check it out. Um, commit to buying it if you can and commit to reading it and commit to dipping in and out of it to remind you just sometimes how crazy the, the digital space can be. Um, recently did a chat, um, curated a chat with, with the guys at Key Digital. Um, it's a, a kind of regular quarterly event we do called Unlock. We get a great panel together, um, of which some of you have been on it um, and some of you will be on it hopefully in the future. Um, check out the website key.digital. You'll be able to link to, the, to, to what we talked about and get an understanding of what was going on there. Um, yeah, it's it's a great event. We talked about creativity in business and digital, so there's some interesting angles there. Um, I'm doing a, a chat at the Bath Digital Digital Festival in October. I recommend you check out that festival. It's a very chilled. It's like Glastonbury for digital people. It's a nice place to be. So do check it out. Um, yeah, so I'm doing I'm doing a, a couple of things there in October. So so check it out. Um, uh, thanks for those that have. Uh, heartfelt thanks actually for those that have committed um, to get involved with the People Matter Cedars campaign um, check check out the campaign it's, it's, it's still going and um, it goes public in a couple of weeks um, and finally I wish you all an enjoyable rest of the summer um, and hopefully I will speak to you soon so take care of yourselves bye